Do not let that win over Clemson be a one-off. Please, Miami, I'm begging you. Do not overlook Virginia. You are Locked on Canes, your daily podcast on the Miami Hurricanes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Friday Eve. I am Alex Dono, your host, University of Miami alumnus, longtime South Florida sports radio vet and contributor to allhurricanes.com. And thank you so much to the everydayers for making Locked on Canes your first listen. We are available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. That's why LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. Terms and conditions apply. So we're going to talk about this matchup with Virginia, and we're going to talk about some of the young players on Miami that have absolutely been standing out and stepping up in recent weeks. And that's why we bring in our boy Blue, Larry Bluestein, been covering high school, college, and pro sports for a very, very long time and does it at a high level, 560 WQAM in South Florida. Our boy Blue, how are you? Good. Thanks, Alex. Appreciate it. Long week, uh, which uh, obviously is going to culminate on Saturday uh, with Miami and Virginia and a day game for Thank goodness. I needed one of those day games. Oh, They're keeping yeah. me up because I do post game. They keep me up till like 2 a.m. every week lately. Crazy. Yeah. And, and the next one will be a night game, uh, North Carolina State. But same way, I don't want Miami to look ahead. We're not going to look ahead either. And, and Blue, the reason why, it's on, on paper, <laughs> Miami is absolutely a better team than Virginia. Yeah. And it's interesting because there's two ways to look at the Virginia Cavaliers. Look, you can look at their entire body of work at two and five. You can look at their statistics, which on the season are not good. They're in the 80s, 90s, or 100s in most statistical categories. Right. However, as we all know, they just beat North Carolina on the road last week, a week after Miami couldn't do that very thing. They have won their past two games, William and Mary, and then Virginia. And even if you look at some of Virginia's losses, okay, uh, three of their losses were decided by three points or less. So they hung in there in a lot of their games, Blue, and their their quarterback, Tony Musket, he's been making – and Musket, by the way, great quarterback name. He's been making some plays. They've got a running back who scored three touchdowns last week, a receiver who had over 100 yards last week. This is not a team to overlook. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, Muska took over for Anthony Calandria, a freshman uh, from St. Petersburg Lakewood, who actually started the season out as a, the number one quarterback. Uh, Tony Elliott's a really good coach. I mean, let's face it. I mean, he's been, you know, Clemson. He's been around winning programs for a long, long time. And I think that, you know, when you think about Virginia, obviously, it, and I always equate South Florida, obviously, is one of the best uh, areas in the country for high school football. Well, that Hampton Roads area that produced Alan, Alan Iverson and the Vic brothers and, and Ronald Curry and on and on is comparable. 
And uh, certainly uh, they're starting to tap into it. Obviously, they're a little bit different academically than most schools are like Miami, where you just can't get in. You have to have, you know, uh, your grades have to be, you know, up to par as well. But, you know, it just shows you about the ACC, because just when everybody's sitting there and looking at uh, the schedule ahead and with North Carolina State and Louisville, and then you look at Boston College, who beat the same Georgia Tech team that Miami had a tough time with, took Florida State right into late in the fourth quarter. So there is nothing uh, that signals that any week is going to be an easy week. And yeah. and that's a good thing because you know that Mario Cristobal's uh, of that of that um, uh, belief that you cannot, especially you're coming off a 5-7 team, you're fighting for your bowl life, you can't take anybody uh, lightly. And certainly they're going to – I mean, they're going to take Virginia – on Saturday is 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 hard as they did Clemson and then Texas A and M. Believe me, you know we talked uh, last week before Miami's win over Clemson about keys to the game. I, I really blew. I have I, obviously I could go deeper if I wanted to, but I really have two keys for this game. Number one, same key that we had last week: avoid the self sabotage. Miami did that against Clemson, and they won the game. Hurricanes only yeah. turned the football over once, and it was an interception that was kind of like a punt. Like, it didn't end up being a costly turnover. Not every turnover is created equal. So the Hurricanes, they took care of the football last week. Uh, you know, they kept the penalties relatively down. So avoid the self-sabotage this week, because that's really, to me, that's the only way you can lose to a team like Virginia is if you shoot yourselves in the foot. And then – if Miami can control the line of scrimmage on both sides, the sure. way that they've done most of the season, they can win this game. A couple stats for you, Blue. This game can be won with Miami's running game and stopping Virginia's running game. You saw what Miami did against a great Clemson defense last week, 211 rushing yards. Uh, Virginia, they're 103rd in the country against the run. They give up 172 yards per game. Now, when Miami faced Georgia Tech's defense, they were also really bad against yeah. the run, and Miami still didn't win that game. Uh, but then on the flip side, uh, Virginia only averages 2.7 yards per carry. So you think about the way Miami kept Clemson's running game in check last week with really good backs and Shipley and Maffa. The Hurricanes should be able to make Virginia one-dimensional and have to beat them through the air. Well, it's funny because you have there's a, a sort of thing in football and probably every sport, but mainly football is matchups and some teams match up better. I mean, you look at uh, last week, North Carolina didn't really run the ball well against Virginia, but they owned Miami the week before. And that's what they kind of gashed them, uh, you know, for some some big runs and damaging runs. So it's all about matchups. I think Miami matches up fa favorably with Virginia uh, because of the fact that they could now they uh, you have a quarterback who has one one game under his belt if he's and I'm sure he's going to be in there again um, but here's a guy in uh, Emory Williams who you know looked kind of like a first-year quarterback in the first half but then as things got a little bit easier for him they ran the ball and that's it like you said that's essential because any quarterback even Tyler Van Dyke you need to add balance and if you don't add balance and I see it all the time in the high school level, but teams will sense that you can't run the ball and they'll force you to pass. And that means they'll, you know, they'll, uh, a lot of times they'll put you back on your heels. And 
that's the one thing Miami's been really fortunate. They're getting great linebacker play this year. And, and I think their front seven right now potentially is as good as any, uh, you know, like I said, with Mauanoa and then, and my guy, Corey flag, who everybody wants to play. keep pushing he's, off to the, so to the well. side, but yeah. you know, he's led Miami in tackles the last two years. Every time he gets in there, he makes plays. And um, you and you know what? If he's a if he doesn't start, that's fine. He's in by the fifth play anyway. So you know, and he's making plays. And then you got your secondary, which is still a work in progress. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, people take a chance to go, you know, deep on Miami a lot. But uh, the whole thing is let's is predicated on the front seven not giving that quarterback enough time to, to go deeper or to, you know, spot people 25 and 40 yards up the field. Blue mentioned Kiko Maui Noah. Uh, we, we sang his praises on the show yesterday, but I didn't have this stat yet. When I did the show yesterday, he is the top graded run stopper of any linebacker in the country right now, grading yeah, out no at 90.8 on pro football focus, top run stopping linebacker. He's been incredible. I want to talk about the quarterbacks when we come back. Uh, Blue brought up Emory Williams. I always give Larry Bluestein credit because he he was one of the probably the first person last year while he was being recruited to tell me, look out for this Emory Williams. This guy's going to be a star at Miami a year and a half ago, I think, is when Blue put Emory on my radar. And we also need to talk about the sensation, the guy taking Miami by storm, pun intended, Ruben Hurricane Bain. We have so much. We're only getting started here. Keep it locked right here. Larry Bluestein with us on a new episode of Locked on Canes. Guys, we are proudly brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform in North America. They're the easiest and most exciting way to play DFS because it's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, you bet more or less on two to six players, stat projections, and you watch the winnings roll in. It's just you versus the numbers. Guys, it is the most fun I've had winning up to 25 times my money this football season. You can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. It takes less than 60 seconds to make your entries. And guys, we have to talk about the prize picks reboot policy. Your entries stay in play, even if one of your players gets injured. For NFL games and college football top 25 matchups, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and doesn't return in the second, that player is rebooted. Prize Picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform with injury insurance. So what are you waiting for? Try it today. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on college and use code locked on college for a first deposit match up to 100 bucks. That's prizepicks.com slash locked on college with promo code Locked on college at prize picks. We are also proudly brought to you by LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. And that's why you have to check out LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. You add your job and the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms. 
and conditions apply. Thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen today. For the everydayers, we love you. Larry Bluestein is with us. He's a favorite of the everydayers and blue. Now, um, Mario Cristobal gave indications that Tyler Van Dyke is probably back this week. You know, obviously, okay. we'll, we'll wait till Saturday. We'll wait till the warm-ups on Saturday because, yeah. you know, last week there was an expectation that Van Dyke would play. But it's nice to know that if, if Van Dyke isn't good to go yet, Emery Williams can help this team win football games because that's what he did last week. What did you see from Emery Blue, and how did that compare to what you saw from him at Milton High School? Well, obviously, you know, he's matured quite a bit in the last year, year plus. Uh, he's been around the system now uh, for for a bit. And, um, you know, like I said, you know, first half last last week, a little timid, uh, wasn't getting a lot of help. Offensive line kind of broke down a few times, didn't give him, you know, a clear view. But then as the second half uh, began, and Miami started running the ball, and that was the key. Uh, you know, they were, you know, we all all thought that, uh, as you said before, that Clemson would be the team that would run the ball for, you know, 200 yards and uh, seemed like Miami kind of took their lead. And, you know, and I, I that's what made it easy for Emory. Then he started spotting guys, had a little bit more time, got confidence on the sideline from the coaches and you know obviously i'm sure that tyler was in on that too because when yeah. you're on the sideline you become another coach because you're fresh in the mind and and it, and that's the one thing about a tyler van dyke and there's a lot of coach there's a lot of uh, players like this uh, nationally now that when they're on the bench or they're injured they'll praise the other quarterback and he did he said that the that the that uh, Emory has such a, a high ceiling because of the fact that he's physical. He's six, four throws the ball around. He just has to have experience in reading defenses. And yeah. you know what? Very few guys will come in a situation where, you know, you have a building program and be able to dominate, you know, usually when you have the Bryce Youngs and players like that, because they're coming in a situation where they have like 10 NFL drafts around them. So yeah, I just think that he did a real, real good job, you know, and I, and I got to give all the credit in the world to former University of Miami Hurricane Ty Wise, who kind of kept me updated, you know, because he lives up that way, he watches him, and um, and he knew, you know, the first time he wasn't so sold on him, but then he saw him a year later, and he said he matured, and he's going to be very, really good, and he was happy, and I think he went over and talked to him and, you know, congratulated him, and uh, speaking about Ty Wise, we got to keep his kid on the radar at 6'5", 300-pound yeah. sophomore, and uh, wow. <laughs> I love it. Now, just w watching Emery going back to spring, and even like, you know, I, I didn't watch him in person in high school, but I, I watched some of his tape and all that. You know, he, he does remind me a little bit of Ken Dorsey. I, yeah. I think he has he has that sort of stature and that sort of potential. Um, is there any other comparison you might be able to think of? And I'll also ask you, what do you think Emery Williams' ceiling is? Because Hurricanes fans, we got a glimpse of him, and especially in that fourth quarter, people are starting to think, hey, this could be QB one a year or two down the road, if not even sooner. I mean, well, a year down the road. Well, you know, obviously you made a good, I think that's a good comparison with Ken Dorsey because, you know, a lot of the other hurricane quarterbacks we've had were a little bit shorter, uh, maybe more mobile. Uh, so, you you know, especially of late, uh, you know, you look back at Ryan Collins and quarterbacks like that, who, you know, who also beat you with their legs, uh, you know, uh, 
the Jeff, the young man that you have as a uh, uh, as your sidekick on the post game show, he's another one, Rozier. Uh, you know, who is a more run pass type of guy. So he he is more like Ken Dorsey. He doesn't he's not going to crush you with his with his speed, but uh, he's got that size and he's got you know innate ability to find guys and uh, his ceiling is just amazing. And then I think when you hear people. And again, let me, you know, I try to give people credit where credit's due and got to give Frank Ponce, the offensive coordinator at Appalachian State, a lot of credit for this because he's the one that went up there and said, you know what, he sold uh, at the time, you know, off, uh, you know, he didn't really have an offensive coordinator you know, to kind of sell him on at the time because they were kind of in flux. Uh, so he told Mario, I'll vouch for him because I think the kid's going to be really special. He's an intelligent kid. Uh, he's physically gifted, throws the ball all the way around. And then uh, he's, he's he's a kid who gets it, you know, and not everybody gets it in this, uh, you know, in this society anymore. And I think he's going to be really special. And, uh, you know, and that's the thing. Miami's recruited a lot of really good quarterbacks or after a couple of others. And like I still said, it wouldn't surprise me if they went into the portal next year and maybe got a junior or a senior, a guy that's in his last yeah. year, just to be there for a, a safety net or even to kind of ease these guys in further because, you know, everybody does it. You want to build a program and you have to be deep. But, uh, yeah, I think Emery's going to be fine. He's going to be one of those guys, like you said. He's a winner. Uh, he's an intense guy. And, um, and as he picks up things, he's going to be a lot more familiar and a lot more comfortable with the offense. You know, Emery did a good job spreading the football around, and I, I thought Shannon Dawson called a heck of a game. You know, he sure. told uh, Mario Cristobal afterwards that that was the toughest or one of the you know the toughest games he's had to call in terms of play calling. Um, but also, I, I kind of wonder if maybe a little bit more balance, even when Tyler Van Dyke does play. You, you think maybe sometimes Dawson kind of gets enamored with Tyler Van Dyke's verticality and his arm, and, and maybe Miami should emphasize the run a little bit more the way that they did against Virginia. Well, I, I think what happened... Or the way, uh, sorry, against, uh, against yeah. Clemson this week against Virginia, I should say. Right. I think what happens, Alex, is you get used to things working and that's why i know it, it's weird that the fans have a criticism of him locking into xavier restrepo but when xavier has more catches than basically anybody in the acc and yeah. he's advancing the ball you can't be angry with it you know he feels comfortable with him and but i think now maybe a week away and and and, and have an opportunity maybe to take a step back to see hey well wait a minute you know, I mean, I think I we could do this. We could do Brashard Smith, who's coming into his own. Um, obviously, a guy who's a game changer, uh, you, where Xavier is more of a possession guy. I'll get you 10 to 15, maybe 20 inside the you know 30-yard line. Uh, Brashard could take it the distance at any time. So he, he's going to be able to use that. His running game is paramount. And once that running game goes – and, you know, and, and you look back at the games this year where Miami's run for well over 150, 160 yards, they beat the opposition because then it opens things up. And you, you'll, you'll see like a Kobe Young or a Jacoby uh, wide open somewhere down the line. They're the only disappointment that I feel so far is they're not using tight ends. And, yes. And, yes. and and that was a selling point yeah. of Shannon Dawson coming from Houston, that he targeted his tight ends quite a bit. And I think one, one of the tight ends had 78 catches or 80 catches. And, you know, you have a kid like Arroyo 
who, you know, all we did was when he was, you know, the understudy to Will Mallory, all we did was, say, oh, wow, he's going to be able to come in. And yeah, I know he's been hurt, but he's healthy now. And I think the game plan, you know, coming this week should be including your tight ends a little bit more yeah. because you know as well as I do, when you clear out, uh, you send Restrepo as a slot and then, you know, uh, then, then you have Kobe on the outside or Jacoby on the other side. And then they go, you know, and everything's filtered towards the out, you know, towards the sidelines. You got the, you got the middle wide open and more, more likely than not, your tight ends can be paired on a linebacker or a safety who may not have the speed, may be able to hit you, but he won't have the speed or the athleticism to, to stay with them. So I, I think that, that, that Dawson needs to kind of, and I'm not, you know, I mean, I'm not an offensive coordinator. I may play one on TV, but I mean, I'm not, uh, I'm not that the type of guy who's going to tell you, but it's just obvious. You watch the games week in and week out and you have to have an opinion, you know, whether it's valid or not. And that's the one thing that I watched Miami, uh, you know, last week sitting there and watching them in the, in the game. And I'm thinking, you know what? they got to do this or they got to do that. And uh, yeah, yeah. I think that's, you're going to see more of them open up the playbook uh, to include the tight ends because they got some good ones. And they, and over the next couple of years, if you want to continue to recruit high level tight ends, yeah, yeah. you got to use them. Exactly. You know I mean? That's how Iowa, you know, turns out two NFL tight ends every year because they predicate their offense on using those tight ends. Yeah. To block, but also to catch the ball. No, those are some great points, and I can tell you, you're going to get a, a lot of thumbs up. Uh, so, guys, please hit that like button if you like what Larry Bluestein said about using the tight ends more. And, and we're not done because we got to talk about the ceiling for one Ruben Hurricane Bain when we come back. Larry Bluestein is with us. You want to keep it locked right here to Locked on Canes. I'm having so much fun this football season on FanDuel. You can snap into action the NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because right now, New customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, you hear about it, you hear us talk about it every week, you haven't done it yet, there's no better time than right now to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and so much more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen today. And guys, it's almost Friday. Tomorrow, 11 a.m. to noon, live. College football kickoff live here on the Locked on Network. I co-host that show with Drake Toll and Kenton Gibbs. We take you across the college slate, all the big games, all the big storylines, 11 a.m. till noon, streaming right here on this YouTube channel and every Locked on College YouTube channel. And folks, for the everydayers, you want to take that everyday experience to the next level? Join our exclusive SMS texting service, the Locked on Canes Insiders. I give you guys recruiting updates, breaking news, scoops, one-on-one -on -one questions and answers on there. Get texts directly from my phone to yours. Click the link in the show description below to try Locked on Canes Insiders two weeks free. And then if you like it, you can opt in for $4.99 a month. We give you a lot of added value on there. Ruben Bain is adding a lot of value to Miami's defense. Blue, he led the nation in quarterback pressures last week with 10. <laughs> two sacks, forced fumble, two TFL. I mean, the, the guy's, uh, I think he just turned 19. He's 19 years old, and he's he's an absolute menace. How much better can he get? 
Yeah. Well, obviously he's going to gain more experience and he's going to, you know, I mean, he, he's one of those guys. He, and I know that, uh, you know, a lot of people want to kind of compare him. He's Warren Sapp is what he really is size wise. um, I remember talking to the coaches when they were, when Warren was at Miami and they had to take him out of the practices because he disrupted it so, so much. And I think that's what Ruben Baines headed to, Um, you know, like, he's not the tallest guy and that you look back at Warren Sapp and he was never really that tall either, but he was strong. He was a smart type of player. And I think that's what Ruben is. He's, he's that he's today's version of Warren Sapp, which is not so bad. He is a hall of famer, first round draft. Pick, I'll take so, it. Yeah, I'll take it too. And, yeah. uh, but you know, if, if you know, people always say, who can you compare him to? Well, you know, if he played on the outside, I would say more like Aaron Donald. If he played mm. a little bit more, he's playing more yeah. of the interior right now. Uh, it's because Miami really, you know, and we, you and I talked about this, you know, back when they got Leonard Taylor and I said, yeah, that's great. But every program, a Georgia, Alabama, Ohio state has two and three of those type of guys. Right. And that's where Miami's striving for. So now you have Leonard Taylor, but you also have Gerald Bain. And I mean, Ruben Bain, Gerald Bain. I have Gerald Bain on my mind. Um, uh, but you also have them. They're two dominating type of players. I think Ruben's one of those guys that everybody knew. You know, he's one of those guys that would usually end up at Ohio State or usually end up at Georgia. And that's where this program's coming to, where you're getting guys who are high-level guys that Miami used to get back in the 80s, in the early 90s, where you say, okay, you know, you never thought twice about it. But I think because of the way things are – uh, you get a guy like that in there, athletic, smart, uh, team player. He wanted to come here all the way, and uh, he wanted to be a hurricane. And uh, certainly, got to get got to get used to seeing him for a couple of years because I think uh, he'll go after three, and he should yeah. because he's going to be a first round draft pick. <laughs> yeah, another player I wanted to ask you about. I don't think we're not going to see him this week, but we we should see him or could see him before the season ends. And that's Trevante Citizen at running back because Marta Cristobal said it on Monday. He's he's getting closer. He's starting to do team drills in practice, not just individual stuff. They've been very careful with him because he had a really, really serious knee injury sure. last year. So I, I respect the caution. But uh, at some point, Blue, this year, I think we're going to see Trevante. And, you know, we don't talk about him much because he's never played for Miami. But I go back to last year looking at him at fall camp as a true freshman coming in. I looked at this guy and I said, he looks like an NFL back. Like he's, he's got that sort of size and, and body and, uh, and you know, what he did at high school seems to back that up. Uh, what do you think Trevante citizen can provide if we do see him this season? I saw him last week on the sideline and I'm thinking to myself, wow, you know, he's in good shape. I mean, yeah. and, and that's the thing, you know, when you get injured, sometimes you, you when you come back, you're a better version because you worked hard to get back. You were really upset that you weren't playing. And I'll tell you what, you know, I think people are going to see by next year, he's going to be the dude. He, Mark Fletcher, you know, oh, you got yeah. two guys, potentially uh, NFL type of uh, running backs. And, and like I've said, you know, Miami's done a good job running the ball. And, and you look at uh, uh, somebody, you know, like, uh, uh you know, anybody on the team that that's trying to help out, you know, last week they got thin at the running back position and everybody, what, five weeks ago is, Oh, they got too many running backs, but the 
kids like Cheney, who I liken to Javaris James, um, you know, a guy who, uh, you know, was a real, um, you know, a, 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 um, a hard runner, um, you know, didn't have the marquee, you know, name, but he got into the NFL and did a really, really good job. And I think that's going to be, you know, Cheney. Cheney's going to be like that because he runs the ball extremely hard and, and, uh, he's fast and he's athletic. So you've got guys like that. And, and I, and I definitely think citizen is the future of this program. He and he and Fletcher definitely could be a one, two punch over the next couple of years that a lot of teams around the country wouldn't be able to match. Yeah, no, that's very well said. Uh, by the way, you guys can hear Larry Bluestein tonight. Uh, I've said it before. I'll say it again. His radio show on 560 WQAM. If you're a high school sports fan and a college sports fan, this is the most informative show you are going to find. And he's on tonight, Thursday night. Blue, what time and what can we expect? Uh, six to eight. Uh, uh, be a good show. We're going to talk. We talk everybody. We talk Florida State. Uh, we talk, obviously, Adam Lichtenstein from the Sun Sentinel. Uh, South Florida Sun Sentinel is going to be on with us every week we have. You'll be coming up again. Uh, you know, I know your schedule is kind of busy. It's not easy to get you. but You just uh, let me know. I'll, I'll, I will. I'll, have my, I will. I'll have my people call your people. No doubt. Talk a little bit of FAU, uh, a guy who's uh, just got on the beat, Luke Cheney, who's a, a up-and-coming guy. He yep. works with the University of Miami uh, covering them as well, but he's covering FAU. Uh, talk a little bit to him as well. And then uh, we'll, we'll delve in, I think, the most important uh, part of tonight. We're going to take a look back 50 years years at Hollywood Hills Senior High School. They won the state championship in 1973. It was Broward County's first ever state championship. And they're having a reunion on Saturday where almost 40, 45 members of that uh, team will be coming back uh, for their game on Saturday morning. So uh, yeah, it's going to be a really good show. Hope y'all listen in uh, 6 to 8, uh, 560 WQAM, kind of a lead into Zach in the Nose, which is another really good program. So uh, yeah, if you're, uh, since baseball starts tomorrow, let's get that last day of football. In. I love it. Larry Bluestein does an awesome job. Thanks to Blue. Thanks to everyone for tuning in. The Everydayers, we love you guys. Check out Locked on Canes Insiders. Click the link in the show description below. And we will talk to you again tomorrow. Double dose tomorrow. You got Locked on Canes and Locked on College Football Kickoff Live, part of the awesome Locked on Podcast Network. Your team, every day.